talk about the fact that we're in a golden age yes. of fucking stand-up comedy yes. for the last 25 years. Yes. It's 2021. Yeah. Right. There was a wave of the bearded youth movement. Maybe that right. was you. Or did you have a beard in like <laughs> no. 2002 or 2003? I, yeah, no, this all okay. I look like the dude who gave Jenny AIDS and Forrest Gump post COVID. Like that is the <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the look I decided. Okay, that was your COVID look. Okay, yeah. so like. Tokyo tonight. tonight it's me right now <laughs> telling people on twitter that i'm on now oh fantastic I'm thank you so much for plugging now it now on twitch yes tch how do you spell twitch there we TBD go yeah, TBD 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 TBD. yeah. <laughs> uh i don't remember that about that here's here's what i would people have always been like you have that sort of mom vibe and i was like yeah i'm a cancer man anyway uh <laughs> someone gave me rose quartz once when i was in my twenties, <laughs> and uh i have no idea why i do i'm i think of it as uh in the best way i'm a helper yes in the worst way I'm a fucking meddler. So <laughs> best of luck. It's a crapshoot whether you're going to get one or the other. You might get both. And right. Then, and especially and then that was unhealthy. Me. Yeah. Unhealthy. Yeah. It's like you're an enabler too. I feel like and a lot of us probably addicted to popcorn and pretzels now because of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh plus, you know, comics are always hungry. Always. It's uh, it's usually, especially like newer comics who have day jobs and have come from their day jobs to just do a set. Yes, I did that for so long, and I was like, "When was I? Oh, I, that's why. That's why I eat crap because I'm just <laughs> I'm going from like a place that has like, I don't know, mozzarella. You know, it's mozzarella sticks <laughs> from mini muffin Monday to mozzarella sticks. This isn't a positive. I the Oh, no, I was going to say, I remember like talking to um, a dude at the, uh, this guy works at the gym or whatever. And he was kind of trying to talk to me about like, you know, lifestyle stuff as I started to go out on the road more and whatever too. And he was like, well, he's like, well, you know, we got to figure out how to, you know, fix your eating habits on the road. He's like, give me a, a rough estimate of what you get on the road. I was like, you know, when you pull into a gas station and there's those blimpies there and it's questionable, that's mm. what I eat on the road. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know how they, how they make a sandwich in a triangle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah triangle sandwiches yes. i eat yes. too many triangle sandwiches the healthiest i i must have been like two years on the road when i was like i'm only gonna eat subway yeah the subway's low calorie you can just get all veggies mm -hmm. and maybe a couple of pieces of turkey you can go no cheese and just mustard yeah and like i had like this elaborate plan mm -hmm. and uh so for like two years i ate subway sandwiches and then I couldn't uh, even smell the, I can't, it's really hard to be around the bread now. Yeah. Like it's hard to walk by a subway. I feel you. We, um, do you know Joanne Filan? Probably. Okay. <laughs> she, she goes out on the road with me all the time and she loves you and, and, uh, Lori Kilmartin, by the way, she's a big fan. She listens to your podcast. What's her, what's her full name? Joanne Filan, F-I-L-A-N. She's okay. One of, she, we, she and I started together and we became really great friends. And then I started headlining. I was just like, come on the road with me. And we go on the road everywhere together at this point. Cause I don't, 
You know when you just find somebody and you're like, I literally don't ever want to travel with anyone else again. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's or you, you don't travel anywhere. Like you, you forget that you need to travel with people and then you just meet some rando. That just happened to me in Vegas. And oh, which, nice. first of all, that's on me. I went to Vegas. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the two guys who opened for me, MC guy ended up being an okay guy, but the mm -hmm. feature was just super cold and, and mm -hmm. kind of weird. And they both had jokes that MC was proud that his closer was from 94. Oh my God. Wow. And the the feature had a joke that was from it literally it was a Bill Clinton impression. No. And I was like, dude, is it 1996? Did I <laughs> is it that's why the MC's psyched that it's closer from 94? Because it's just two years old. <laughs> anyway, so you're on the road with Joanne Pilot. Like, how long have we been in COVID? Did I really go back in time? <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Oh, I love that it happened in Vegas, too, because it really is. There's no they, they do try to eliminate any reference of time there to begin with. And I like the idea that they're now throwing comedians for you to work with. That really disrupts the time flow. Yeah, I don't know. It's the building of the show is hard, uh, yeah. but I, I don't really get. I mean, a friend of mine told me that she just brought her feature with her. So which I yeah. think is the way to go. But it's it just. But I, I know that features get paid so poorly and there's mm. so much it's, I, I don't get paid enough. Yeah. I think this is I think it's this year. This 21 is going to be the year that I'm going to make so much <laughs> money that I can I can afford to, you know, because I can I can bump a feature a couple hundred bucks, but I can't, you know, yeah. and, and the people I want to travel with are like Carmen Morales. But the people who bring <laughs> me are Maria yeah. Bamford and Brian Regan. Right. Yeah. And I know, they that's... both have huge careers. Yep. And so they, uh, so it's actually quite nice. Yeah. I find myself, I like Joanne's one of those people that like, obviously you always want to travel with people who make you work hard too. So she's super, super fucking That's funny. It. And she's just great. Like, it's just such a good dynamic because she's, she's fucking hilarious. I'm not bad. Uh, and I, but like, I feel like the show just, just always winds up going, going super well. But it is one of those things where sometimes I will wind up apologizing sometimes. Cause I'm like, I can't do anything about the money. Like, I'm like, even the money for me. And I'll try to like, you know, balance that or whatever. And she's like, I don't stop. Like, cause I feel like we're both at the same point. Like, but if, if I just wind up getting things, and well, but the I, thing, it's just like, I mean, it's like playing. I, this is a terrible, it's, it's a uh, unique that I would have a sports analogy, but it <laughs> like, if you play basketball with someone who's as good or better than you, you play better basketball. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so if, if you have someone opening for you, that's better for you. Your game is better. Your, yes. The the and and the audience is psyched. One of my favorite stories I once did the first time I headlined some weirdo uh, club that used to be in the Mall of America mm -hmm. uh, called Knuckleheads. People get to name their own clubs. Oh my god! Anyway, wait, uh, there was so, a before you wait. There was a Knuckleheads in my hometown that I used to MC at when I first started doing stand up in Tom's River, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, that's insane yeah. that there were two horrible clubs probably named Knuckleheads. But it was uh, it was oh, just in a giant mall, the Mall chills. of America. Right. And so the first week I got to headline that club, Isaac Witte, who I don't know if you've ever seen Isaac Witte, but he's right. uh, hilarious Letterman. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if he does stand up anymore, but he was, you know, because I think he had some issues. But uh, mm -hmm. and he emceed. He mm -hmm. fucking emceed. And then wow. the feature was Chad Daniels. 
I don't know if you're familiar with Chad Daniels. I am. But he's a goddamn genius. Yes. It's so, so uh, yeah. But wow. by the time I got up, I was like, just going to try to keep it up here, people. <laughs> There's not going to be a lot of you're this. Like lift, uh, as soon as you right. said the two names, I'm like, that's a fucking, that's a wallop of a show, though. All three of you. That's incredible. It's an, it was an amazing show. Yeah. I mean, it was a week of, of I had a, the time of my life. I, I had a, a, it was joy, quite mm-hmm. honestly, working yeah. with those two guys because they're so good. Yeah, when it's it's one of those things that you also like hope they have a, a really good set because then you just know like, oh good, they're having fun. I'm gonna have a fucking blast. And then you know, we we love it. to do this. Yeah, and that's the that's the most important part. That's why I love doing it. Because I yeah. have like when I don't get to travel, you know, with Joanne, it's kind of a like it's fine. It's a it's sometimes I wind up seeing people I haven't seen in years, which is always good because you're like, Oh my god, this is fucking great. I can't believe we're working together. Um, but you know, I get bummed. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's just not as like I I I brought Carmen Morales with me a couple of times, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks last uh, 2019, I guess now. Yeah, oh and it was the first oh. year I got to bring anybody, and um, she was great, yeah. and she rose the bar. You know, the bar. It was just, it was just you ride that wave, mm-hmm. and that's what you want in stand up. You Absolutely. want the whole show to be amazing. Yes, that yes, is the ideal. I'm always stunned when, because when I I remember, I don't know. So when you, I'm going to ask you when you started, if it was kind of like this though too, but when I was coming up, you know, I'm fortunate enough to run into very cool people, like very cool comedians and, and who are really nice. But I did run into those other ones that I swear to God, just wanted to make sure everyone else sucked so that they could do some. And I'm like, I don't understand the concept behind that. Like, Right, right. You those know, are those are you call those people your work friends, man. Uh, those are, <laughs> those are not. Great. That isn't awesome. It isn't good. Yeah, it's <laughs> the, so bad. Yeah. So when I started, it was it was what I usually say mm-hmm. was I started. I count the eighties as one year, unless <laughs> I'm talking to some old dinosaur dude who's like, "So mm. when did you start?" <laughs> and they're in, like, in you "Remember Pips." Dutch- uh, <laughs> yeah, well, in like a judge, weird judgmental tone, which oh, was, yeah. and I was like, 1984. Right. So, hey, uh, there you go. People were born. People are adults <laughs> and they were born then. And uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. I was 19. And so, uh, I worked with guys. It was Sam Kinison's Brothers Club. Oh, wow. So, you can imagine the caliber yeah. of humans. Mm-hmm. that were headlining that club. There were people mm-hmm. who were interested in if they were going to get paid in Coke or oh, not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it was the eighties. It was dumb, but I did stand up for eight months every single night. Wow. And I got a 1.8 that semester. It wasn't my finest <laughs> academic. <laughs> but so you obviously was... were not getting paid in Coke because you were no, not staying up. 10 bucks a month, 10 bucks a week, rather. Wow. I, I, I took a Xerox. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, I might not be young. A Xerox <laughs> of, that, of that check. I cashed that fucking check, but I still have that Ooh. Xerox of that check. Yeah. Wow. The first check I ever got. I, you know, it's funny. I love to talk to you. I love that you said the caliber of, pe- caliber of people because I, I kind of wanted to talk to you a bit about that in stand up because I feel like we are like just from following you and stuff like that, kind of simpatico you know, on that level or whatever, I cannot wrap my head around. Like to me, I feel like, um, cause all we love, let's face it. We all have podcasts and shit like that, but sometimes it feels like, um, let's see. For some reason, Tom, I'm like trying not to mention names when the only thing I've ever done. Wait, in this are, podcast are you, is you want to names. talk about, let's, we could talk about bad guys, but we could talk about the, the fact that we're in a golden age. 
yes. of fucking stand-up comedy yes. for the last 25 years. Yes. It's 2021. Yeah. Right. There was a wave of the bearded youth movement. Maybe that right. was you. Or did you have a beard in like <laughs> no. 2002 I or 2003? I, yeah, no, this all came. I look like the dude who gave Jenny AIDS and Forrest Gump post-COVID. Like that is the <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the look I decided. Okay, that was your COVID look. Okay, yeah. so like you know, like Canane and oh, yes. um, you oh, know, Matt Bronger so and that generation yeah. of James Adomian, Brian Posehn. and uh Brian well, no, no, Posehn's earlier, Posehn's late 90s, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, he started right. with Patton and Janine Garofalo yeah, and yeah. um and, uh, you know, Liz Winstead and the cr right. creator of The Daily Show, right? Yes, Liz Winstead, and, brilliant. Um, so, like, there's there's been you, the, old, the old thing that came in the 90s, right? Yeah. It spawned. It really made it okay. Yeah. Right? Because as, as good of a comic as uh, Seinfeld. Right. Yes. With the, with the one liners yeah. and the and the and the observational and the setup punch business. Sure. That has been hacked so bad. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That, he, that when he does it, it sounds dumb. And you're like, <laughs> no, no, because it's sort of like like if you watch uh, Seinfeld do stand up now, you're like, I don't know. There's something weird about it. Well, yes. it's because it's been hacked so bad. Yeah, exactly. it's like it's like watching Tim Allen. Nobody's hacked Tim Allen, by the way. Right. Uh, just so you know. Uh, but Tim <laughs> Allen still talks about tools. And yes. it's actually still pretty funny. It is. But I remember twenty like in like 2018 or 29, 2018, probably I saw him at the improv mm. and he was on stage for 10 minutes. And I was like, is this fucking guy still talking about tools? <laughs> Holy shit. He really likes tools. <laughs> Dude still likes to talk about tools. And you're like, all right, okay. All right. <laughs> and he's still making it funny. So who I mean, I'm still yeah. talking about my dad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're all still talking about the same. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I but but I will say that okay, so there was like this in the early 2000s, there was this rush of just sort of dudes that came out of I think 9-11, man. I don't know where the hell they came out of, but they were <laughs> out of the like, ashes. <laughs> they were introspective and smart yes. and unique and irreverent, but funny and not mean and interesting. Yeah. And then in the last, I would say six or seven years, there is a shit ton of 28 to 35 year old women mm -hmm. that you cannot, nobody can touch them. Yes. Right. There's the famous ones like Nikki Glaser and Eliza yeah. Schlesinger. And then there's the people that aren't famous like Brandy Posey and Carmen yeah. Morales and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and there's, you know, and then there's the people that never stop that are still doing it well, obviously, yeah. uh, the present company. Uh, but, like, <laughs> but, like, uh, but like the thing is, is, is there's such a young upsurge of new young women comics that are fucking glorious. Yeah, absolutely. So there's an amazing, I mean, we're in a golden age of standup that's yeah. lasted over 20 years. Yeah. And it, and it's, it is opinion. crazy. And it, and it's just, and it's, it seems like it's sustained, like it, there's a sustainability to it now too, because it just keeps, there's different avenues. It keeps pumping right, out. There's and different it's comedians. feeding on itself with these yes. TV shows and this nonsense where you're like, okay, with the navel gazing, with the Miss <laughs> Maisel and the hacks and yeah. the, uh, you know, a thousand different, what's it like being a standup? Well, 
I, you could ask anyone because everyone's trying it. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and it's all reaction videos. Like there's a there, comics talk about other comics, talk about other things, talk about. I mean, every post on YouTube now, sometimes I'm like, is it because I'm a comedian and they know I'm a comedian and I'm seeing this? And I realize my friends see the same shit. It's this comic talks to this guy, talks about that comic, cycles back to five videos before. And you're just like, I'm, it's like, it's insane. Right, right. It's why it's why people still hang out with Joe Rogan, though. Yes. Right. Because you're like, if I can get on Joe Rogan's show, oh yeah, I can. You know, maybe eighty percent of his listeners are douchebags, but twenty percent of them are just you know sort of goofy, irreverent. They're like, yeah, they like kind of the the sane stuff that he does. You know. Yes. Yeah. And. Everybody, you know, there's good in everybody, but there's, there's, yeah. you would, you want people to use a platform like he has right. for more good. <laughs> you're yeah, like, yeah. I wish, <laughs> I wish you were a better person. Exactly. But no, I know not, what you mean. You're not a monster, you know, right. I mean, to my knowledge, I mean, I don't, right, right, right. I, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, is it, but the, he is asking people like, if you have that, like right now people are thinking that they have a dune disease where they have a worm inside of them. Right. Uh, they don't, nobody's got yeah. a worm. And so if you need dewormer, talk to somebody right. else, but yeah, uh, exactly. everybody else just get a rose quartz and shout at the moon. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, yeah. the only side effect I heard he had was he was a little hoarse the next day. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to just exit me out of the chat. Uh, <laughs> it's just you and Jackie and I'm done. Uh, <laughs> that was horrible. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is. It is kind of weird. And I've, I've met Joe and I'm sure you met him, too, whatever. And I always thought he was a nice, you know, uh, nice dude and stuff. And I understand why comedians like to go on his show. And I and I always like even to my friends who seem to take like they're not in comedy or in showbiz or like that. But you know how the the uh, Internet likes to fracture people overall in general and they have to oh, take yeah. and I East West. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, hey, like, look, like he's you know, I. I like some of the conversations that I love, especially with some of my favorite comics. I think those in conversations are important. I think they're great. I like that kind of shit. The only time I get pissed off is, you know, when it's a fucking public health emergency and and you're fucking right. giving or out weird hate crime. Yeah. You know, you're just yes. like, hey, if you these are this is a super low bar. Shit right. bags. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to, you don't have to actually, it doesn't, that's <laughs> yeah. all we're hoping you're going to avoid. Right. Yeah. I felt <laughs> so bad the other day they had, um, cause it was one of those things I was talking to Ted Alexandro Ted Alexandro about, and he was like, he made a good point and he was just kind of like, you know, yeah, he talks to everybody. That's what they say. And he's like, but it's not like he's having, you know, the, uh, the complete opposite point of view. I mean, if he's having people that he likes on, he talks to everybody right. within this swath of, but he had this woman on who I felt so bad for. Obviously, Wait, super brilliant. Who is super. This? Wait, I'm so, sorry. I'm... Do you know? Uh, I, I don't. I cannot think of her name. She's um, a virologist that he's had on before. But it was obviously on, to kind on Joe's of, thing. On, on Joe's, Joe's thing, yeah. Okay. And it was obviously to kind of show like hey i'm having somebody on who science i yes. know that there's science right 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 <laughs> and i felt so bad because you know how comedians are you know how we even function in an argument right sometimes even if we don't know what the fuck we're talking about we're just really good at you know the the art yeah. of conversation this woman was clearly super smart knew what she was saying had no idea how to verbally combat joe's nonsense and i was like I was like, this is going to look like I knew what the perception was. And it fucking pissed me off because I was like, yeah. you know, he knows what he's doing. It sucks that she's trying to do her best because she also still has a job. 
So it's not like she's like the rest of us who are going on these podcasts and can literally like maybe say the wrong thing. She's he's saying nonsense and trying to throw weird questions at her. And she's trying to answer with all the knowledge that she has to the best of her ability to not get herself fucked. And I'm like, it's that is the worst position to fucking put anybody else in. Right. Uh, and the, the, you know. the crazy thing is, is, is if you ask a comedian and mm -hmm. probably a musician or an actor or just someone who, who talks for a living, their opinion, <laughs> even if they don't have the information, they're going to have an opinion. Yeah. 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 I absolutely. have an opinion on absolutely everything. Yep. You don't need to follow it. Yeah, you exactly. should probably get a second source. Ex How about that? Yes. Ex exactly. Yeah. That's what you that's should what get always... a third source if your second source is Wikipedia. How about that? Why don't, yeah. you, why don't you keep looking? Keep digging. <laughs> that's and, what uh, always fucks me up too, because I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't like I, I agree with you. If you've got a platform and you you want people to do the best they can with that with that platform and when they don't and they fall short of it you're like fuck but at the same time as you just said everybody's got an opinion on something and i find it you know weird to just be like yeah no they're not allowed to say it because some moron might think the wrong thing and i'm like well that could be true of any point of any person with you know like we would never have conversation anywhere at any <laughs> level you know it would be like it well, would be insane are just they're just everyone can have one right yeah, yeah. i mean the yeah. podcast i have with Lori kilmartin she wanted to start this thing mm -hmm. because there's a literally hundreds of stand-up comedy podcasts mm. where it's one middle-aged white dude talking to another middle-aged white dude yep and so she was like do you want to be middle-aged white women talking to each other and i said <laughs> doesn't sound like a step forward but it does seem like a lateral move <laughs> and so there's that well i'm glad you did <laughs> there's that it's it's kept me awake many a night on the i love listening to you guys when i'm uh <laughs> anyway <laughs> you know nobody ball busts as much as she does she's so she, good at it she is can i tell you something so she uh, when remember when you did the uh charity thing for the kids with cancer thing that we were putting together that i caught that i yeah. asked you to do so i asked Lori to do it too i'd met Lori when i was out in la and but i but i sent her a and i you know you were so right when you were like hey just email me because this dming thing you know it's not the the best way and you're totally right sometimes it's not so but i dm Lori and i didn't think to email her and she never saw it. So, you know, but I didn't think anything of it. For whatever reason, she saw it a week ago and goes, hey, yeah, I'd love to do it. <laughs> and I went, well, I was like, oh, thanks. But that was, uh, you know, January. Yeah. yeah. And then was... she goes, oh, well, all right. And I said, well, listen, I said, you know, I, I said, I do. I'm doing a podcast. I'm talking to the podcast. She goes, oh, man, this turned into a podcast. <laughs> no, it didn't. But I. But I feel weird not extending the invitation. Right. Well, you know. and that's what I tell everybody about the Dork Forest. I'm like, you know, there's, it's, you can, it's, people are like, I really want to do it. And I'm like, holy smokes, it's an attainable goal. Yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> podcast guests are, and I've been doing the, that podcast. And quite honestly, the scheduling is the hardest part. Yeah. But anyone can do it. Right, you know, right, right. I have like yeah. just fans or people with other podcasts or, PR people are like, would you like to read their book? And I'm like, no, no, no I would not. I'm already <laughs> oh, dude, not reading four other books that uh, 
but I am reading rereading Dune. Does anyone oh. want to talk to me about that? Dude. Anyway. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> I'm there's sorry. a no, new no. movie coming out, so I thought I'd ruin it by rereading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always a good Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm excited for the movie. I that's why I have not gone back to my friends and I are all this is our big concern, by the way. Uh we're all in a group chat and we're all like Dune, I swear to God, this movie better be fucking <laughs> it actually looks pretty good. It does. And I'm but I have to say, I I was listening, I was I'm listening to it on Audible because I drive up to my mother-in-law's. Mm. So I'm like, I'm halfway, I'm a little past halfway. He's just and I have to remind myself that Frank Herbert wrote this thing and he wanted to write powerful women characters, but he was writing during the filming of Mad Men. Right. Like he's literally in 1965. This thing was published. Right. Yeah. So it's 1961. He wants to write powerful women, but women, uh, you know, he's just he can do he's got the bad guy. Mm. And then he's got who is, uh, you know, sadly, an evil gay man. Yeah. And uh, and then he's got the 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 guy who thinks that the main woman is is the traitor because bitches man and then uh and then you got the guy who meets our main uh lady and you're just like all right no no i get it yeah, yeah all right i know so but the thing is is there's a couple of it's such a great story you yes. know it's got you know there's there's but i will say like it, that was written in 65. I mm -hmm. just, we just, I made my husband listen to this other series mm -hmm. on Audible because we, for 16, 18 months now, we've been driving up to see his mom for lunch. She's oh, in nice. our pod uh, <laughs> three hours each way. And so we listened to this, uh, the Vorkosigan series, right. uh, which I've read many times. Well, Lois McMaster Bujold wrote the Vorkosigan series in mm -hmm. the 80s. So oh. it is. First of all, it is better. The women are written better because mm -hmm. she's a woman. Right. Uh, but hey. <laughs> I'll tell you something. The sexuality written in it, because she also won Hugo's and Nebula's coming out of her ears. Okay. And Hugo's and Nebula's go to people who are willing to write some sexy time stuff. It's actually, right. it's gotten slightly better. The N.K. Jemison winning the last three years. That was strict sci-fi fantasy. Amazing writing, world building. But Anyway, the Lois McMaster Bushold <laughs> Company series. Uh, this has turned into a book podcast. Hi, Twitch. <laughs> and, uh, but that series, the Vorkoskin series, is the sexuality, you know, the way hermaphrodites are described as it. Oh, Jesus. And it is because she was looking for a they, them kind of thing. Ah. And she couldn't, she had, nobody had made it up yet. Wow. <laughs> so That's insane. Yeah, nobody had discovered it because she wrote it in the early 80s. Right, right, right. And that's still wow. 40 years ago, right? Yeah. And the 60s was 80 years ago, right? Or 60 years ago, which right. is weird. Yeah, yeah. it is. It, dude, it's so weird. I know. I always see that, that shit online that's like, hey, you know, the 90s now is just as far. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, yeah. Stop <laughs> doing math at me. Yeah. I'm trying to live my life. And... Exactly. I'm like, you're <laughs> depressing me with the math shit. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't know that series. I'm going to have to check it out. Um, I do. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping the movie's good. I almost want to rewatch the bad one. Oh, somebody just popped up. People were hung up on the grammar of they, them for a long time, unfortunately. What do you mean, were? Well, it's it's the hardest part like the about 80s? they them is using it in syntax. Yes. Yeah. Right. And yeah. 
it's it's just a learned skill. I mean, I, I have a nephew who for 18 years, we called him TJ. He turned 18 and he said, I would like to be called Thomas. And so <laughs> now we're working on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so sometimes I fuck it up and then he kind of flinches and I go, Thomas. And so when I get someone's gender, when I misgender somebody, I apologize and try to get it right. And it's going to take a second because I, it's yeah. new. We're all, you know, yeah. but it's such a great idea, you know? It is. Well, you know, it's funny. It's like one of those things where my friend and I were talking and I think, um, oh, I'm, fuck, Tom knows. I do this every episode. I'm trying to think who's the singer who just went they, them. She was on, um, or they were. Oh, fuck me. See, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Happens right there in the minute. Tom, cut this out. No, uh, <laughs> it was, um, it's, um, uh, they, they were on AGT and they were Is it judged. Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Rachel. Oh, Rachel knows. She was on it. That was beautiful. What timing? Uh, yeah. Demi Lovato and my friend. So my friend and I were talking on the phone and they had just said it. Right. Like just announced it. So my yep. friend's like super on top of the shit. So she said something about Demi Lovato. And then, she, and then she was, my friend was like, Oh, she likes them called day now. So it's day. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm trying to do it. I thought I was going to have, a, I could not in the, in the conversation as we were going on, get my brain to correct. Cause I talk quickly anyway. So I was just constantly fucking up. And at one point I just went, I can't do this. <laughs> she's too famous. We don't know her. And she's not on this line right now. <laughs> I can't wait for the love of God. <laughs> switch topics. My, Cause my brain was like, you'll figure it I out. I mean, they, the, the, they, uh, they, yeah. and it will, and it will happen. The, the yeah. thing is the first generation of everything, right? Mm -hmm. When women yep. first decided that they would like to be treated as humans, you know, <laughs> when black people were like, I don't know if you know this, but we are actually people. And, you know, and, but the, the, it takes civilization takes so long. Yeah. And it is uh, like in, in the new, in my new album, I do this, this bit, which is just going to get better. And is sadly just going to be on that album. And yeah. it's going to be lovely. It's going to be, but the, the point is, is that people are, a stack of meat, right? Mm -hmm. With a brain on top. Yeah. And then we all have different sausage casings right. and we meet the sausage casing. <laughs> right. And we go, I only fuck that sausage casing. I hate that kind of sausage. And you're like, do not use this as an excuse for cannibalism. And, <laughs> and if we could just see the stock of meat with a brain, on, that's what they, them is trying to do. Right. Yes. Because yeah. most people, when you meet them, don't want to have sex. They right. want a cup of coffee. They yeah. want a job. They want to have an apartment. They yes. want, they, they're looking for, they want to buy a book. Right. Right. Whatever they, <laughs> they would like some gum. <laughs> Fucking cut them some slack. Right. And it, so it's the first generation of, of they, them is going to have to live this life, yeah. you know, 30 years from now. Right. Whatever the next iteration of civilization and 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 growth is, yeah, they're gonna be all up in your face, going they them, and you you know taking it for granted, like like we all like people take the the first gay people, the first yes. queer yeah. people, and the first you know the civil rights, you know the people who who got who sat, yeah, and were dragged off and were beaten, and yeah. It, it's so it, weird. 
being in a fishbowl of middle-aged white lady dumb <laughs> where you're just i spent 60 years or i'm 56 too much info mm. but whatever you could cut me in half and count the rings anyway so but the <laughs> but the thing is is like like if if like i've just been circling this this castle in my fishbowl for my entire life thinking that i was you know a, you know a, awakened you know mm -hmm. thinking that i got it yeah and then but the distortion of the water as i look out of the fishbowl <laughs> and then all of a sudden i'll jump out of the water and i'm like holy shit institutionalized racism yeah and uh you're just like yeah. why did i never and so like the learning curve right now for whitey magoos and men folk <laughs> is very steep yes right yes. now and Agreed. most decent and most decent people are genuinely scrambling around going no no I am sorry. I didn't. Yeah. I swear to God, I sound like an asshole for not realizing, but you are right. I heard, right. I hear you. I will try to course correct right now, right, right on the fly. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it will help. Yes. I, I agree. And how weird is it that you were talking about, you know, the, the, the history of it that we have not caught up to these patterns. The fact that like, guys, let's just cut to the chase. You saw the civil movement went you saw what happened with gays you saw what's going to happen with trans let's just fucking adapt and move on and get these dumb bills out of the way you know what i mean like it's it's always we always wind up moving forward uh, it takes a long fucking time for whatever reason but i mean just just look at it let's just fucking stop and let's just keep well, progressing i mean if you think about it i mean the 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 only good news about the horrible world that we've lived through in the uh, last yeah. five to 13 years is that every rock in this country has turned over. Yes. And absolutely. the light yeah. is just on worm people. And you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. So there was a famous black author who said, believe people mm. when they act like shit bags. Yes. I paraphrase. It turns out. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to think of who fucking said it. It was like, God damn it. <laughs> But I know exactly the quote. It's a great quote. It's yeah. a great quote. When they show yeah, you who they are, horrible, believe them. Yeah, believe them. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. And so, and the and the learning, it just, civilization sometimes moves so so slowly, but it does move. And, yeah. and I think, you know, you can either, and some people are like, well, it's too big. I can't do anything about it. I'm like, well, you could help the person in front of you. Yes. It, you know, yeah. like when exactly. my father says something racist, mm -hmm. I say, shut the fuck up, dad. Yeah. Yep. And I get to because I'm 56 and he's 84 and we're both adults. Now. <laughs> right. Right. I don't, I don't live under his roof. Yes. And uh, and if he said some some shitbag thing the other day and I quipped <laughs> right back at him and I got a I got a laugh from him. Nice. But I was also like, there was a knee, there was a knee jerk part of me that was like, no, he's just trying to button push. He's not really racist. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, but he's, he's racist in the way that he's using racism right. to button push you. Right. That is a racist activity. Yeah. That's saying, so, I know this affects you in a way. So I'm so going to fucking needle it. you with it. Yeah. Yeah. So please try to try to. Yeah. The amount of family members I have argued that I, that I actually even to this day, like, you know, we'll, we'll see each other at a funeral. God willing. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, <laughs> oh, like, I yeah, good. I was just gonna say, I swear to God, as a child, I was promised <laughs> that racists and sexists were all old and they were gonna die off. Me too, right? And now, 
And there's always some 35 year old with what is that called when you're at when you're on deck and you're just <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. with yep. the donuts and winding and up. Just some 35 year old just shit bag waiting. It's like, no, it's almost my turn to be horrible. Yes. Almost, and then and then they get in some position of power and you're right. like, Yes. No, not I cool. Know. It's unfucking real how that works. And then you can do get into a position of power and it just feels like I'm I'm somehow left out of the loop. But like uh, you know, there's I I argue with my family members throughout this whole thing. I mean about fucking cops. And it didn't matter like the cognitive dissonance with within arguing with that cuz I'll like it gets to a certain I do take a while before I get to just the fuck you because I will go, "All right, they don't know. I'm going to show them." Bam, article, statistic, ba ba ba, and I waste yeah. all this time. And then when they don't get it, I go, fuck you we're <laughs> done here you know what i mean and then i start and yeah. they're like why you do you have to use such language i'm like because the other language i used wasn't getting to you Did so you now i'm gonna wish dialogue? for your death yeah it was <laughs> yeah, dialogue exactly. it was um, dialogue and then there's yeah oh you're willfully ignorant right and your white supremacism is showing so yes. <laughs> uh, exactly. we all have ingrained racism i read yeah. an idiot book it's a book okay so there's an adult version there's right. a teen version and there is a, a version that my friend who teaches fifth grade uses with her fifth graders mm -hmm. and i was like what's that one no no let's start <laughs> let's start at the bottom and i will just so that i i know that i'm getting it and so it's called stamped for kids Ooh. and there's a stamp for adults and there's a stamp for teens No way! and i have so far finished stamp for kids and oh. stamp for kids is literally just the difference between um being uh not being racist and being anti-racist oh okay nice right and it sort mm -hmm. of defines it and it, de yeah. and it defines white supremacism and it defines some assumptions mm -hmm. and it just sort of shines a light on it so you're just like right Right. right. It doesn't, you know, because in the seventies, they defined, they defined an, uh, racism. They didn't define anti-racism mm. and racism was defined as you hate somebody because of what they look like. Right. And so you could walk around going, that's not why I hate people. I don't hate people because yeah. of what they look like. And, um, my, my stepmother <laughs> hilariously was, uh, she was, she did she did good work in anti-racism but she was mostly just not racist right? The, right the the difference being very fine in the way that sometimes she treated people of color as somehow more noble because oh, of gosh. what they had suffered right and at which point the people of color would be like well you're exhausting yeah and, yeah uh, <laughs> you know like her friends who were black and brown she had friends yeah who were just like no i know what you're trying to Mm -hmm. Okay. No, no. Yeah, no, I'm here. And I have, I have done that. I have had uh, one of my friends had to actually say to me when Trump got, uh, uh took power, got elected, whatever happened there. Yeah. And he, uh, she goes, is this the first time you've been disappointed? <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't know, Reagan. <laughs> and, uh, and she was like, you're exhausting. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. It is kind of weird. And especially to have to like, go, like there was, a point during the pandemic where um you know everybody was going on podcasts and stuff like that and we were all talking about stuff so it seemed like everything was just happening especially with like the blm protests and the income inequality stuff and the election stuff and i think that was going on and i was um i have a i met somebody online um oh my god what's his name i don't know he's a comic out of texas um and he's and he asked me to come on a show a couple of times and then there was the point where um 
because I was, you know me, I'm always talking about political stuff or whatever. And at one point during the pandemic, I had uh, actively almost gotten a restaurant in my old hometown kind of burned down, um, which I go back and forth on whether or not I would have given a shit. I'm saying this on air. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> condemning myself. Um, but they had they had posted a neon sign back in the five years ago when Eric Garner got killed. And because this I, I grew up in a. Republican county, the only Republican county in New Jersey is where I grew up, right? Which is just unfortunate. And but um, they posted on this giant neon sign, uh, like right down the street from where I used to live. Um, I obey the law, I can breathe. And I remember then, and I didn't have as many followers back then, but I was still doing stand up. And I remember thinking, fuck you. And I posted about it. Cut to the pandemic and people asking for money, you know, for restaurants and stuff. Please support us. We're hurting. Yada, yada, yada. We had to shut down. And then this fucking scumbag tried to do it. And I was like, hmm, I remember that sign. So I reposted it. And I was basically, it wasn't to, I didn't think it was going to get caught in the media or anything like that. But I was just like, hey, look, we're all hurting. Everybody's trying to figure out where to put their money. Here's a place not to put it. And then it fucked yeah. it. And then he had, he had to do a public apology. And then he did. And I called him out on it for being full of shit. And I was like, also apologize for the penny vodka because it sucks. So then I was like, you know, whatever. So I. <laughs> So I go, so it got, it got blown up, whatever. And I went on this guy's podcast and we had a good time and it was, you know, uh, he's a, is a, a, you know, black comic out in Texas or whatever. Then something happened that was crazy during like, um, it was the, um, uh, one of the cases where, you know, the cops had murdered Breonna Taylor and they had, I think it was at the point where they realized they weren't going to do anything about it. Something had gotten like where they gotten away with it again. He invited me on to talk about it. And it is at that moment. I never listened more in my, cause I don't know why I was there. And I invited Joanne at the same, like, I was like, yeah, Joanne and I will come on. We'll, we'll love to talk about that kind of stuff. And I'm always, you know, very vocal. But it was me and him and uh, an Hispanic comic and another black comedian. And I literally just remember sitting there like, this is the, we sat there for two hours. I chimed in, you know, when I could. But it was a very interesting lesson to just go, I'm literally just going to listen because I have nothing to, like, they were feeling some shit because it wasn't like we were going on to talk about it, but it had just happened. So it was like, this is, we're going, still going live. And then, you know, this was, yeah, a it's a hard thing. enough skill to listen to anybody. Yeah. Much less, you know, when you do stand up, you, I mean, I spent a fair enough time, uh, you know, trying to listen to my friends and family. Yeah. Much less in a public situation where you are not anywhere close. Right. To being the one who should have a voice in this. Yeah. If, and if, uh, I, I think I was on something where I didn't say much because I was sort of, I, I, I wasn't the demographic, right. That, right. that they were talking about. So I decided, and so I got, I got at least two or three people going, you sounded really smart. And I was like, yes. Yeah, Cause I didn't say anything. Yes. It, yeah. Exactly. That's, that turns out going to sound super smart when I just pipe up and go, you're right. Yeah. And it, yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and the funny thing was, is that they were, he was, he, he was very kind of like funny about it. He's like, I don't want the whole episode to go like this. And when he would ask me, something or joanne or whatever he would kind of be like listen i know you must feel like and i was like hey man you guys do you like this is you know you don't have to pod apologize i'm just here to listen but it was a kind of a different moment because everyone was talking about listening and i was like this is what they're talking about they're talking yeah. about right in this moment you know i have nothing to fucking say you know I, it's not it, it made me angry but it's not the same level of angry that it made people who it was you know more affected yeah. by. it's weird times but also do you ever feel like this was somewhat a silver like covid as fucked up as it is 
and it, and it is fucked up lost in a tremendous amount of people i lost friends and stuff too but the silver lining if you had to find one was everybody was sort of not obligated to do the shit they didn't want to do at a point in time when the country needed them to pay attention to the injustices like it seemed didn't yeah. it seem like everybody was like they were they weren't you know, uh, burdened by their bullshit jobs or paying rent because nobody could pay rent. So there was that holding pattern. And then all of a sudden everybody was out in the fucking street. I mean, I went to put like, it, it just seemed like it was a, it was a rough time for everybody, but also one of those moments where it was like, wow, this is what the country actually feels like. And this is what we, this is what you get to see us feeling like when we're not burdened with fucking horseshit. Right. There's, there's so many interesting, you know, there's so much hope in mm. all of this sadness, right? Yes. There's sadness, there's anger, there's rage, there's learning, mm -hmm. and there's people rising to the occasion, and there's people learning, and there's yeah. so much. I spent, you know, and this is lateral, but I spent 16 months in this garage <laughs> uh, doing Zoom shows. Yeah. Not, like, literally walking up and down my block. Right. Not go getting groceries delivered driving up to my mother-in-law's house once a week <laughs> to do her chores. Cause she has, you know, she's yeah. older lady. Mm -hmm. And I was like, she's gotta be in our pod. And she lives outside of a tiny, uh, stupid town. Yeah. yeah. In, uh, in the central Valley, Devin Nunez country. And, um, and so, but we would bring her, they would deliver her groceries to us and then, mm -hmm. you know, Instacart. And then we would drive up there and we get to spend a couple hours with her and she, and, her partner died of cancer oh. after 42 years. Oh my God. Uh, like three years ago. Horrible. So she was super, you know, she was still mourning when we, when we started doing this two years ago. Yeah. And this, and I've never spent, I spent 16 months with my husband. What? <laughs> um, and like it broke up relationships, but yeah. it also made other relationships stronger. I found a certain amount of like, meditative metaphysical god consciousness mm. you know hippie skippy crystal clutcher <laughs> christian god whatever you want to call it right i found yeah. some peace of mind and a little yeah. bit of serenity in being able to give up the results mm -hmm. of things that i could not control yeah absolutely because i was like all i can do is the next indicated action yeah and all I can do is try to help the person in front of me. Yep. And I did hundreds of Zoom shows, yeah, Twitch I remember. shows on, you know, and I actually, I want to get back into them because they were fun. Right. And there were people in rural Canada, people all over the world who never got to see me mm -hmm. that are just, and they don't get to go to comedy clubs. Yeah. Yeah. That was that fun. Oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say that was the coolest part. There was like I have a, a, a bizarre amount of contacts that I still kind of will will keep in touch with all that in the Netherlands, in fucking Australia, in play like and they were just like, Hey, we love watching you, we love you know seeing your show and or we love doing whatever. And I'm like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, and I've seen more television than I have in decades. <laughs> I have seen a murder mystery show from Australia called Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Oh, shit. It's 1928 the whole time, you guys. The oh, whole no way. time. <laughs> wow. There's, and I've read the books. There's 21 books. I've read oh, 14 of them. Oh, wow. uh, it's all 1928. Wow. Turns out she's a private eye. If she were a D&D <laughs> character, she'd be max-maxed. Yes. She's uh, beautiful, rich. She's on the right side of history she's 
She has a gold-plated oh, gun. She can ride beautiful. a horse backwards. She can fly a biplane. Uh, she's a genius. Oh, anyway, Miss <laughs> Fisher's Murder Mysteries, Amazon Prime, Acorn. Also, Broken Wood is Columbo, but set in New Zealand. Oh, uh, nice. Who does in modern day? Who doesn't oh. fucking want that? Yeah, the president. Of, I want to go to Prime. New Zealand so bad. The president. HBO so fucking awesome. Max sitcom mm. uh, called Ghosts, ridiculous Ooh. with a uh, with a pile of. I think it's like an entire improv troupe. Right. That if they're in, they got three seasons where this couple inherits a a mansion out in the middle of nowhere oh in God. England. And all the ghosts that died there, there's a Neanderthal, there's a member of parliament without his pants on from the 80s, <laughs> there's a, a Boy Scout troop guy with an arrow in his neck. They're hilarious. Can it I, is adorable wow. and hilarious. Can I pitch my ghost show to you? Sure. It's called, all right, ready? All right. It's a ghost hunting show for Italians called Gabagool, right? And I... <laughs> <laughs> and they and their technique for for getting these ghosts out is that they try to figure out what kind of pasta it liked, and they and they but it's all so it's a ghost show combination cooking show. <laughs> Come on, why wouldn't it be? Why what? would not it be? Why not? So you get Does anyone want to make my my uh, my action hero? Uh, it's it's called Hard Target. Me and like Wanda Sykes work at Target. <laughs> <laughs> and then right at closing time terrorists break in and we home alone oh. fight them with things found at target and there's a love interest oh and it's God. the pharmacist oh that <laughs> and i'm and i'm making a, a dnd character right now called um rab crangoon and it is a <laughs> i was hungry <laughs> uh <laughs> but, but he's got he's gonna be pretty powerful and he's got a he's got one claw right and the other hand is like a spear hand that shoots out he's got a tattered captain's jacket from a captain he murdered but it's tattered because he couldn't get it on with the oh, like he was really struck sure edward scissorhands yeah right that's his Tried it's a real tragic i don't know the whole yeah. backstory yet but it's literally a day old i'm excited you know brian Posehn has a a dnd game called nerd poker Oh, that's a podcast that I have you that I've, I've only been on sort of the the special ones. I'm not, I'm not one of the regular players. He'll have mm -hmm. extra ones. Nice. And I always play a, a character called Gaston Mansplain. And <laughs> Gaston Mansplain is a fighter. And whenever anybody suggests anything, Gaston gets in there and suggests it as well. <laughs> and you know what that is? That's funny. And then it's irritating. Yes. And then it's funny again. Oh, that's so great. My, my, <laughs> oh my God. My, my current D and D character that we've been playing for a while since the pandemic started is, um, is a, a, a wizard, right? He's a, he's a wizard, but here's the thing. He's a man. He's a guy who's, who killed a wizard who is now pretending to be a wizard and gets caught up with these other groups. So all his tricks are, are really kind of clunky and mechanical, Ooh, at first it's like willow yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, where he's yes. just like it's the old hiding the pig um willow, yes. use the wand yes and as he, that's my impression as he of, of that lady as a goat anyway, <laughs> and as he goes on like the thing like he actually does like like i pick up real magic artifacts because everybody keeps giving you must know what to do with this I'm like, oh. and so each of my spells are either insanely powerful or the end result is they can fucking kill me 
I've died so <laughs> many times in this. But he, my my friend who's the DM kind of loves it because I just don't do... I made a deal with rat people at one point in the game who were fighting lobster people. And then the spell I had, like, I just, I accidentally brought livestock, like, to, to reanimate, like, dead livestock. Like, just, it's just so much fun. But his name is Shanksy. And I don't know why. I just, I think it was, I was, whatever. Uh, but it's so much, I love that shit so much that it's just, it's just, he, it's, it's just great. Um, that's awesome. Fucking Gaston Mansplain. That is a great, great fucking character. Jesus Christ. That is brilliant. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Um, John. <laughs> I love John. John never know, knows know, how to I, react to things. I know. I'm so fucking <laughs> It's dumb. called a private I, chat, John. I know. I'm fucking... He doesn't have an inside. He doesn't have inside voice in his head. <laughs> no worries. It's just it's, burned uh, out. I don't know why. I think it's the same thing that allows me to approach people I don't know and go, hey, you're cool. Want to be friends? And they're like, yeah. Oh, I fell down a flight of stairs Saturday night. Holy oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. I was by the right? Alameda Comedy Club out the oh. back door. Concrete stairs. Just slipped and banged the back of my head, uh, goose egg, and uh, oh, literally, God. bam. And then uh, the waiter came out and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, no. Wow. No. Oh my God. I don't know what the hell's. I don't know. Am I dead? What? And uh, I literally <laughs> was terrified I was dead. I had to do another set. Uh, so I did it seated. Uh, did a Bill Cosby sans <laughs> rape. And um, and then, and I only did 40. I told the club owner, who is the nicest guy in the goddamn world. Wow. I was like, I think I'm only going to do 40. And he goes, is it because I already paid you? <laughs> and, uh, and then get this club owner guy the night mm. he's class act man he drove yeah. me to the er at like one o'clock in the morning to oh get a cat God. scan and waited out the parking lot and drove me back to the hotel at two when the cat scan was okay it turns out my brain it's my best feature john yeah uh, so uh, <laughs> i'm gonna need it <laughs> yeah oh my god i hope so everything's good are you do you know if you're all right or i'm better i'm better good. uh yesterday was uh so I got home. I had to fly home on Sunday, and then I slept for a long time. Okay. And then on yesterday, I was like, "Why am I still sore?" Well, <laughs> because uh, I'm still sore. Right. I'm lucky I didn't break a hip. Right. I'm I'm lucky I didn't break shit. <laughs> and uh, so I'm just you know I'm just I literally I'm just a, still a little stiff. But other than that, uh, I just I gently oh, knock well, on my own brain like, box. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's well, so, so wait before like tell me about staycation though because that's your new album coming out staycation uh drops uh will come out november 16th uh okay. i also filmed the special if anyone knows beautiful uh anybody fancy who wants to buy it because i paid for it uh, but, uh, <laughs> but if nobody does i'm just gonna put it on youtube okay and uh and then and i'm gonna cut it up into 30 second one minute cl clumps so that i can put it on tiktok because nice. tiktok loves fucking stand-up man yes they do and, and they like it in small chunks so yes um but the new album is coming out 800 pound gorilla it's called staycation beautiful and it's super fun. And then mm. I have two podcasts, The Dork Forest and The Jackie and Lori Show. Yes. And then I do stand-up comedy all over the place. So feel free to uh, go to JackieCation.com and watch me do stand-up, a video, a Conan or an NPR or something. Yeah. Or um, 
we're buy some merch. I have yep. a garage full of merch. I love the <laughs> shirt you gave me from Dor By the way, that is I I fucking love those shirts. Do you still is you that still have black all them? one or? Yeah, it's the black oh, one with the that with one's the... that one's discontinued. That's the Ranger. I only got XL and double X left. Feel free to get in on that. Uh, and then the new one, uh, they're Bayside Union made T-shirts because while I'm willing to wear clothing made by toddlers, <laughs> I am unwilling to sell clothing made by toddlers. Under <laughs> so they are union made here in America. So they run big, you guys, because they're made yeah. by Americans. Nice. I remember. I remember when you. I I, got, I was like. I was like. Oh, can I? Uh, can I get a small? And you were like, no. <laughs> small is the only one that runs true it's weird the mediums yeah. run big yeah and the xl and double x which are the i have smalls xl and double x left and the xl and double x you and a friend yeah ah knock yourself beautiful. out yeah. yeah i would love that, that that's the best uh, uh covid uh thing you could do like hey me and you just locked in here to want to be my yeah, cozy up shirt cozy. um and i'm going to ask you before you get, get out of here i'm going to ask you two questions that are staples of the show one of them is actually you'll be the second person to ever ask this question, but I'll ask you the first one, original one first. <laughs> if you know, there's a lot of exposition that's no reason. I was going to say, it. could you talk more about what questions you're thinking of asking me? <laughs> I don't know what is. Do you understand? It's me channeling Laurie Kilmartin. Why don't I just like to do your thing? There you go. And I love how he prefaced it with two questions that are stable to the show, and you'll be the second person to answer this, this question. <laughs> you know why? Because my brain automatically autocorrects. I say a thing, and then I go, that's slightly incorrect. Say the other thing, and then I Don't say the lie. other thing. Why much. would you lie to someone? Yes, that's yeah. what exactly. happens to me. I know it. Well, oh, that's fucking awful. Anyway, I suck. Here we go. So, do you, uh, so if you could go back in time and talk to your younger self and give yourself a piece of advice that would help you today, what would it be? Uh... You know, this is a common question. This question like it really irritates me to some okay. extent. You've, you've infuriated me. I'm going to storm out. The second one's um, better. Uh, well, because here's the thing. It's like, there's no way I'm listening to anyone, right? Ooh, like, if I'm yeah. 17 or 18, I might say, hey, you're hotter than you think. Get, okay. some, more, get some more dick. That seems really a weird thing to say to somebody who's like, hey, I'm your 56-year-old uh, alter ego. You're super bendy right now. Uh, and quit having crushes on those mediocre male comics who aren't any funnier than you are. Oh. And uh, you're fine. Don't mm -hmm. sweat it. And um, don't worry about being aggressive. You know, mm. all the all the comics I know who have specials, who sold them, Mm -hmm. And who have sitcoms and stuff like that, they literally are aggressive. They're yeah. genuinely out there going, No, I'm great. You right. really should fucking buy this thing because you're wrong. Yeah. This is amazing. And get on it, Jimmy Fallon. Get on <laughs> it, uh, Conan O'Brien. Get on, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. uh, whoever Netflix guy, Jack. Mm -hmm. Whatever that guy's name is. Yeah, it's, it is Jack something. Same as the Twitter guy. Yeah. I think it's yeah, yeah. I think his name is Jack. Anyway, yeah, so real. that's I guess what I would say is that quit being so nice, Jackie. Except for the fact that there's part of me that's nice. You hate to change anything, right? Yes. Because my life might be worse. My right. life is amazing right now. Quite right. honestly, we we're living in a pandemic in the middle of a, the shittiest civil war I've ever seen in my life, and I am loved. <laughs> I am surrounded yeah. by love and support and I live indoors and yep. yeah, yeah, I'm about to go eat some lentil soup. Beautiful. I, life doesn't get any better. I love it. Uh, that was great. And so, okay. So now the second question is, cause I love that you just said your life is great right now. What in your life had to end 
for you to get where you, for you to be who you are now? Oh, well, I mean, that one's an easy one. I used to mm. drink like a fish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Like I crawled into a bottle, you know, wow. there was just like, I had a place to go that. and it was drunky drunkerson to, uh, and, land. Was that when you and, started comedy or before that? Uh, no, to get where I am, I, I, I haven't drank in about 20 years. Wow. Okay. And on purpose, by the way, Right. Uh, this is not, this is a task (laughs) to not drink because I have a genuine allergy to alcohol All right. where um, once I start drinking, I cannot stop. Mm. I don't know. So uh, I, uh, it is a dumb physical reaction. And then, and then when I stop drinking, my brain will say, well, you haven't had a, you haven't had a shot in a beer in like two months. You probably have a shot in a beer. My brain will not even lie to me just to have a beer. My brain is like, no, no, you're going to want a shot with that. Wow. And so, <laughs> so about 20 odd years ago, I stopped drinking and there's so much you can get done when you're not drunk. It turns out when yeah. you're not hung over, <laughs> when you're not, yeah. you like the first thing I was scared was that I wasn't going to be funny. Yeah. The next thing I was scared about concurrently was that I wouldn't be fun. And uh, oh. that you know, is that for me to say? Am I fun? Oh, you're. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but people, but people do like me, and I have a yeah. good time. And the friends, and there, there's just there's an opportunity in my life. Like I stopped doing a lot of things hmm. when I stopped being drunk all the time. I stopped stealing. Oh. I stopped lying. <laughs> you know, I mean, there was. Uh, I once I start drinking, I need to drink. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, look over there. I'm going to finish your drink. You know, so <laughs> I am. I'm not a good person. Does that often work on people? <laughs> uh, you would be surprised. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, well, that is fantastic. Th- thank you so much for coming on. I pre- That flew fucking by, by the way. That was yeah. beautiful. That was great. Hour, thank you hour, so, guess, so much. So. Seriously. And now I have a million more questions. We have to have you back because yes, those we really were do. all great answers. And now I'm like, I have a million questions about all of those answers. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know if you Spider-Man trailer. We we do have to have some kind of part two. I hope you can oh, come back. I went and saw Shang Chi yesterday. Mm. Saw Black Widow several times. Yeah. Uh, saw same. Loving What If. Yes. And uh, and am enjoying uh, right now. I think. Uh, I, I do. What am I? Uh, what did I just read? That was real nice. Ooh. It was a. It was a. Oh, oh, it was a. It wasn't New Mutants, was it? I think it might be X Factor. Whatever. Oh, I'm X Factor's amazing, though. It could have been. Yeah, right now is a good X-Factor. one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, cool. looking forward to the ex- Eternals. Anyway, thanks oh, yeah, a lot. You too. Take care. Good uh, seeing you. Utopia tonight.